Okay, Yisrael Stadler. Is this the last one, Yisrael? Bye. Okay, well, we got you in there, Yisrael. Wow. Legend. Okay. Let us begin, everyone. Baruch Hashem. A new day. A new life. A new... A new start for each and every one of us, Baruch Hashem. We're blessed to have an opportunity to start new, to have a Sunday. The gift of Sunday is the gift of starting a new week. The ability for a person to to think about his life and to think, how can I make my life better? As we said, we left off on Thursday saying how, how that is the beauty that we have in life is the fact that we have an opportunity to become better. Once a person, thank you very much. Once, once we, once a person is inspires, and a person is not able to change, so life, smicha, simcha, happiness comes from smicha, comes from the same letters simcha and smicha, that a person grows. The more a person can grow and grow and grow, right? The more a person is happy. The more a person is able to figure out ways that he can become better. So the happier you become. Once a person is stagnant and a person is stuck, right? That's why someone who's depressed is somebody who's stuck. When a person realizes that they can change and they can change and they can grow, so that gives a person hope. So we begin every day with purity of speech because we know how important it is how we talk and how we relate to others and how we relate to ourselves. So let us begin page 191. And he says an incredible thing that one can be over, a person can transgress, can transgress, page 191, page 75, a del going against the Torah by just harboring, having hatred in one's heart. Just for feeling resentment against somebody, then a person is transgressing a law in the Torah. The Torah says, Lo sisna esachicha bilvavecha. Do not hate your friend in your heart. Now the obvious question is, the obvious question is, if I have hatred in my heart, right? how am I supposed to get rid of the hatred in my heart? Right? It seems so difficult not to bear a grudge in one's heart when one feels hurt. However, if the Torah tells us and expects us not to have this hatred, it means that a person can get rid of it. So what's the shot? So the Rambam, right? Yitzi, we just, just see this, you'll see this in Mir Hashem. The Rambam in Hilchas Deus gives us a method to counteract this negativity. When someone wrongs you, what? Yeah, that's what he says? Really? Okay. I like that Eitzah. Right, so you focus on, on a piece of Torah. Moshe is saying that he's, he read somewhere that if you focus on a piece of Torah that you've learned, That'll help you. I never heard that, but that's great. All right, right. Okay, good. So now when someone wrongs you, so the Rambam, listen to what the Rambam says. The Rambam in Hilchas Deus gives us another method to counteract negativity. Right? When someone is wrongs you, instead of getting angry and talking Lush and Hara against him, wait until the anger subsides. Then... Now this is incredible. What, what I love about this is it tells us how human we are and how important it is to be human. And he says, confront the person by saying calmly, I'm sure it was unintentional, yet what you said hurt me. Would you be able to explain yourself? Once the person has a chance to defend himself, most ill feelings disappear. This method is most effective in banishing resentment and thus repairing friendships. So I just want to talk this out for a second because it's very, very important. And it's a big, big, um, 
it's very fundamental in relationships, right? A lot of times you, you can get angry with somebody or somebody could do something wrong to you. So what, usually what people do is they have that bad feeling inside of themselves and then instead of confronting the person, instead of talking to the person about it, they go to somebody else. They, they keep the hurt and the hate in their heart and then they just talk to somebody else about it and they keep the hate and then it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. As opposed to like the Rambam saying, for a person to confront the person. Now, part of the challenge of confronting a person is that a lot of times a person can become defensive, the person who you're confronting. And then what that does is, is it makes it even more difficult. It makes the, the journey even more difficult because you're, you're confronting the person. The person is adding more salt to the wound. So in a case like that, right, it could be then that's something that you have to say, okay, I did the best that I can, and you're, we're assuming that it's a person who's a, you know, a healthier person. You're right. An unhealthy person, a person has to be careful, a person who does have a lot of anger, and a person who is a certain way that you know you're not going to get anywhere with that person, then ain't a chanami. It could be that you just stay away from that person, and then you have to figure out how to deal with it on your, on your own. But if it's somebody, let's say your roommate or somebody, your roommate could also be someone who it's difficult to get along with, but if it's someone who you know it's difficult to get along with, right? I'm sorry, if, you, if it's someone who you know can talk to you about it and can be there with you about it and you can open up to that person, that's how you, and, and of course, to wait till your anger subsides, right? It's always um, best to do it that way. That's what the Ramam says. Yes, Moshe, you want to say something? Okay. Question, comments. This is very, very powerful. Especially in Mirza Shem, when, when you get married, right? In Mirza Shem, you'll see that when you get married and you, you deal with people, um, you'll deal with someone on a constant basis or you'll, you'll have a job where you work with other people and your boss or other people can, can do things that will make you upset. So the more a person can learn... Now, it's difficult. Some people you can't talk to. So you have to sort of accept the fact that, okay, I'm, I can't talk to this person. But if someone hurts you or said something, it's always good to open up to that person and to say, you know, when you said that thing to me, or when you did that, it hurt me when you did that. Now, expecting a response from that person and expecting that person to respond, is, is that something that I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect. I, a person will feel good just to get it off his chest and just to say that this person, you know, it hurt me when you did, you know, X, Y, and Z. Okay, question, comments, please. Yes. Well, he's saying if you harbor the feeling and you keep it inside of you, and you don't know if someone wronged you, and you just and you don't approach him and say, "Listen, you, what you did was was hurtful to me." And yeah, you're not supposed, you're not allowed to keep it in. Yeah. Now again, this this is very very important, and this we've spoken about in Hilchos Lashonara a lot. If that person, yes, Benny. Rabbi Akiva. Yeah, right. right, Rabbi Akiva. Right, 12. That what? That what? You what? Right, right. Exactly. So beautiful. Beautiful, Benny. Yes, true. I had someone from Yeshiva come over to me yesterday. Incredible. A guy in Yeshiva came over to me yesterday, and someone did, it was unbelievable. Someone, someone did something to him, and he was very, very angry at him. And he came over to me. It was un- I, I, I'm still blown away. I have to follow up with him to see what happened. And he came over to me and he says, Oh my gosh, I'm burning mad at this person who did X, Y, and Z. What do I do? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you know, getting all excited. I said, The first thing to do, like Benny says, and like he says, the first thing is you cannot have a conversation with the guy as long as you're 
burning angry because you're going to say the wrong things. It's going to end up being a fight. Let yourself calm down. Let yourself take it slow and then have a conversation. I want to say this very clearly. Two things. Number one, when you have the conversation, do not expect anything back from the person. You're not expecting the person to give you a hug and to apologize. Hopefully, that'll happen. Hopefully, the person won't get defensive. Number two, but you did your thing. I'm allowed to, I can go over to somebody and say, you know what? When you did that thing, you know, you go over to your roommate. You know, last night when I was sleeping, or three nights ago when I was sleeping, and you came in and you turned on the light and you woke me up. So, like, I totally understand we have different schedules. But, like, it bothered me a little bit that you were insensitive to me. And then just to express it, you'll feel good just to express it. Number two is that if you have someone who you're close with or someone who is a good friend that you know the friend's not going to just jump on the Lushan Hara, you know, oh, let's bash the guy. But he's really going to hear you out and he's really going to listen to you and you could talk it out with him. That's also something that's so, so important. When people hold things inside and they harbor ill feelings inside themselves and it festers and festers and it, it could be for years. You could, you could be angry at somebody for years and years and years. And like we said the other day, right? It's not about letting people off the hook. It's about taking the hook out of your heart. It's, you're the one who suffers. The person, right? You could have someone who, who's dead who you still harbor ill feelings to. So uh, what are you going to do? You're never going to, that, that person doesn't know or whatever, however that works. It's a different world. And you could be holding inside of yourself from a fifth grade Rebbe, right, a Rebbe of yours from third grade, a person who you don't know where they are now, you don't know what they're, but inside yourself, you're in pain. Now, it's, it's not so simple to just let it go, but the pshat is that you see over here, the Torah is teaching us that the Torah wants us to be healthy. The Torah wants us to be emotionally <coughs> healthy. So the Torah is telling us, don't harbor that in your heart. Okay, let's see the halacha question. Comments. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to say that what you just said about having a third good rebbe does something and you're angry. Now, decades later, it's like the expression I heard was you're allowing that person to live in your head rent free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Beautiful. Yes. Michael Atzadik. Shlomo, Shlomo Menachem, right? Shlomo Menachem. Shlomo Menachem. It's Okay, beautiful. Hamish, yeah. it's just to have you here. Have you. True. Living in your living in your mind rent free. It's true because you're not. You know he's taking up your mind. He's taking up your mind, and uh, you're not getting anything. Not getting anything, right? It's not only rent free. It's it's uh, he's ruining your he's ruining your building. He's a squatter. Yeah, he's a squatter, and he's he's hurting your real estate. Yeah, well said. But you know what? I, I just want to say it's very important to know, it, 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 just to remember. It's not just a simple thing to say, oh, okay, well, we just learned in cheer today that if someone wronged me, you know, that I can't, I just got to let it go. It's difficult sometimes. It can take a person time. But the more you learn to let go of it, and the more you learn to release it out of you, the happier you'll be, and, the, you know, you'll, you'll be able to, to feel good. You'll be able to live your life, the life that you want to live. Otherwise, you walk around, people walk around, the whole day with this load that they're carrying, a load that there's no reason for them to carry. I mean, obviously, for whatever, it's all from Hashem that they're carrying it, but, but sometimes we carry, you know, that story, everyone knows that, that famous story with the Chavetz Chaim, they say where the guy was traveling and uh, he was carrying this big load and, uh, and someone gave him a ride. So he was, went into the the carriage, and the, and the guy turns around, and he sees the guy still holding the load. He's like, I'm giving you a ride, like, put down the load. You know, put down the load, I'm giving you a ride anyway. They say, Hashem says, I'll, 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 I'll help you, put down your load. People walk around in life, you know, carrying this burden of this, carrying this burden of that, and they don't feel free. They don't feel that they're able to just live, live their life, yeah? Now what? Oh, that I never heard. I never heard that. The horses are carrying enough. I might as well help them out. Ah, uh, very nice. Ah, uh, Michal, yes. Um, 
Just say it again. If anyone didn't hear, you already says that. Oh, you're in that yeshiva. You already said you're in that yeshiva. They don't speak lush and hara in that yeshiva. Amazing, amazing. It's true. We don't. We don't. We don't. We only speak good about everybody. We only talk good about everyone, and we only talk good about ourselves too. Remember that's lush and hara. Also, you gotta feel good about yourself too. You only gotta say good things about yourself. You have to forgive yourself. You have to forgive yourself. We all have to forgive ourselves. We all have to forgive ourselves. Hey, beautiful. Okay, here we go. Um, to a non-Jew speaking Rechilas. This is very dangerous. Speaking Rechilas to a guy, to a non-Jew, right? When you send me Yitzhi, the thing that you sent me, ah, oh, the thing that you sent me, Send me with the arrow. Was that a was that a is that a Jewish? Uh, no. It's not Jewish. Listen to this. Listen to this. There's there's Yitzi sent on the on the quote chat a um, picture of somebody and and I just asked him now is it was it from a from a Jewish organization and he said no. I just want to show you guys something. There was a picture that he sent of a guy. If you if you look it up. Of somebody, um, yeah, can I see it? Uh, I'll show it to you quickly. There's, it's a guy with an arrow. There's an arrow in his, in his, in his heart, and there's blood. And it said, a tongue has he, he has an arrow coming out of his mouth, and then and then an arrow like a bow and arrow, and an arrow in the guy's heart. And it says, a tongue has no bones but it is strong enough to hurt someone, choose your words carefully. Right? So now listen to this. Yitzhi sends that on the chat, and I sent him a thing. I was like, wow. So I didn't know if it was from a Jewish thing or not. Why? That's a Gemara. The Gemara says, the Gemara says, literally from a Pasuk, that when you speak Lashon Haaretz, it's like you're shooting an arrow. Why? Because to hurt someone, you're right up front. Right? You could hurt someone with your tongue, he could be in, the, uh, in, in America. You could say something, you hit him. So I'm saying, uh, in, a, in a secular, uh, non-Jewish uh, concept, they're able to understand something that Chazal teach us. That's the power of the Torah. It's the power of the Chavetz Chaim, of Chazal. When you learn to be sensitive, like we've said many times, speaking Lashon Hara is like taking a bat and whacking someone over the head. That's literally what, what you're doing when you're speaking Lashon Hara. So uh, I just have to say, it just remind me when, when it said over here, speaking rechilas to a non-Jew can cause great damage. For example, Mr. Landau, the owner of a textile company, tries to convince Alan, a non-Jewish cu- customer, to become his customer. I don't know why you would buy from Mr. Hirschfeld. He sells old and damaged material. So if Mr. Landau would say that, then it would cause Alan to stop purchasing from Mr. Hirschfeld and can even result in Alan reporting him. It may thus cause Mr. Hirschfeld to lose his source of livelihood. So a person has to be very careful 
when it comes to telling a non-Jew something about um, a Jew. The super in your apartment building asks you, who constantly, who constantly leaves their garbage out and doesn't place it in the incinerator? So you may not reveal to him who the culprit is. You're not allowed to say um, the information. I think not even to a, a, a Jew. Right, I don't think you're even allowed to do it if it's a Jew. Um, the danger of telling um, a non-Jew rechilas is much worse than telling a Jew. Why is that? So this goes with this goes with lashon hara as well. It's much worse to tell a non-Jew lashon hara than a Jew, and this is the same reason because a Jew has a mitzvah to don lekafs chus. Mashenkein, as opposed to a guy, doesn't. So you know when you're going to tell a non-Jew, something about a Jew, right? Besides, and like you said, Moshe just said that you're causing a Chil Hashem. I mean, you cause a Chil Hashem also when you talk from one Jew to another Jew. But when you talk to a guy and you say something negative about a Jew, it's like, ah, those Jews. However, a guy will automatically accept your words as fact, thereby causing another Jew untold harm. That's Hilchus Rechilus, Zion, and Dalit. Yes, Michal. That, what, that you could tell the guy? Okay, yeah, I guess a specific case where it gets out of hand, you would have to speak to a rub or speak to somebody exactly how you could go about it. Yeah, that would be, yeah. Correct. In a case where it would be start, starting getting out of hand, could be you could do something about it. Right, I'm saying according to his case, that's the case. I don't know, yeah, again, you're getting into the specifics of the case. Yeah, I don't know, it would, when the case would arise, you would have to, the person would have to really delve into it before you could just say, oh, until you could start speaking about somebody. Yeah, it's not so simple. Good, good question, Michal. Shkoch Michal. Okay. Um, Hashem should help you. Other question, comments on this? We're good? Okay, Hashem should help each and every one of us today and every day that we should be Zoha to be protected from saying Lashon Hara. We should be Zoha to only see the good. And if we see the bad in someone, to realize that it's, that it's a normal thing to see negative and not to be upset that you see the negative, but try to try and as best as we can to try and find the positive. And when we say find, find is always because it's not right in front of you. If it was right in front of you, you wouldn't have to find it. The whole shot in finding the good is that I can't see it. Because if you see someone and he's all that, you're like, oh, he's my best friend, I love this guy. You don't love this guy, you love yourself. And it's easy to hang around with somebody who doesn't give you any stress. But someone who is difficult sometimes to be around, and you're able to find the good, that is really what life is about. Life is about finding the good in everything. Finding the good in your day. Finding the good, yes, Shimon. It's like, like a gold miner, right? If a gold miner just sat around all day just like sit, looking at the dirt, he's never going to find the gold. But he digs and he digs and he digs and he digs and he digs. Then he'll dig more, and then he'll dig a little bit more. Find some gold, and then he'll, be, he'll look back and uh. he'll be digging, and he'll be like, ah, it was so worth it. Got the gold now. Beautiful. Yeah. Ah. Shim and gold, right, exactly. No pun, no pun intended. It's no pun intended, but it happens to be incredible that Shimon Gold is a guy who's a digger and a digger and a digger, and he spends his whole day digging and digging and digging and digging and digging. And that's all he does all day and all night is he digs and he digs and he digs. And, and that guy's got a lot. He's got a lot. He's digging and digging and digging. So, yeah. Very appropriate. Yeah. You didn't know what you were getting yourself into by that, right? You didn't realize, right?
Okay, sorry. That's life. That's life. The truth, the truth hurts, right? <laughs> Hashem. Okay, Hashem should help us all. We should all be Zoha. Ah, Kabaldik. To find to find the gold, the real gold. The real gold and silver, the real beauty that each and every one of us has and every Jew has. Because that's uh, that's and the, the beauty that life has, yeah. the beauty that your day has. That's because you made Shimon gold. Oh. Ah. Uh, what happened? What happened? What was this? Uh, you made Shimon gold. Right. <laughs> okay. Let us, Hashem should help each and every one of us and all the Jewish people. Yes, Reb Zev. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Anything that you could do. Oh, Shalom, Dev Shalom. Anything you could do to try and cause peace, of course. Yeah. It's not considered a Russian No, of course not. If you're doing it to, to, in order for peace, you're not just doing it to put somebody down. We even said, even when it comes to venting, if you need, if there's someone in your life who you could talk things out with, who, who's there helping you, and you know that he's receiving it to help you, then it's, it's a mitzvah to do that. Because you're getting it off your chest, and you're not, you're not just sitting around. You know what it is. When people sit around, they just talk about other people. That's the Lashonara. But when you're really opening up... Yes, Rabbi Tzvi. I, I want to... Rabbi was talking at the beginning of Shir about when you go over to someone and criticize it. So one of the techniques I use in therapy is to share about yourself a flaw. Right. If you come to someone and attack and you did, but if you say, listen, sometimes I make a mistake, I turn on the light, I just want us both to pay attention, it's very helpful. Just right, sometimes. 100%. Beautiful. <laughs> right, it's true. It's true. When you put yourself in it, one thing that I've experienced also is that, is that it's also learning the, the person, meaning understanding who you're talking to, understanding what you're going to get from that relationship, but Reb Tzvi is saying a very good uh, technique for a person to do is first say, listen, we're all human. I myself am not always the best roommate, whatever you're going to say. And then you could talk to the person. So, so yeah, 100%. Well said. Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be zocha today and every day to see the good, to find the good, to love every Jew, and to love ourselves more, to forgive other people, and to somehow Hashem will help us all be able to live today, because that's all we have. All we have in our life is the day that's right in front of us right now. Your life is made up of today. That's why it's called Arichas Yamim. It's not called Arichas Shanim, length of your, your years, because you don't live years. Your years comprise of every day. So the more you make of your day, the more you make of your year. Okay. Us and all the Jewish people will be zochen not to speak bad about anybody. Amen. Amen. Okay. I'd like to try and... <clears throat> um, we said this last time, Baruch Hashem, we always uh, ex- expound on what we're talking about. We're at the end of Parak Chav Gimel, talking about being a humble person, not to mixed up, be mixed up, a humble person, a person who, uh, who is, uh, uh, you know... Pretending to be humble. The humble person is usually the hard worker, as we're going to see. The humble person is achieving. The humble person is somebody who's not so self-conscious. The humble person is somebody who is not focused on what position he has. The humble person is not really caring so much about the uh, views of other people, but rather he's getting to work. He's doing what he has to do, and he focuses on his life, and how he's going to get to where he's got to get to. Somebody who's looking for everyone's approval, somebody who's looking for a position, someone who's looking for um, applause, someone who's looking for uh, everyone else to sort of validate his life is usually not the humble person. Usually somebody like that does not actually accomplish because he's so busy looking to his right or to his left He's not able to accomplish that that he wants to accomplish. So says the Masil Sisharim, um, we left off 
on Thursday talking about the fact that we live in a world of abundance, and the world of abundance makes it difficult to get to work and do what you got to do. Why? Because it's too cold outside. Or, um, you know, supper's not exactly the way I want it to be. Or my learning, it's a little difficult to learn. We want everything to be exactly the way we want it to be because we're brought up like that, we're spoiled like that, and what that brings to a challenge, and this is the Ramchal talking 200 years ago, what that brings to all of us is we get stuck. We get stuck because, because we need so many things to get us going. Right? If you think about somebody, speak to one of the guys who's in the army, when you go to the army, right? So, not that I ever went to the army, but uh, I can imagine, right, if it's raining outside, if it's cold outside, oh, Shimon, talking about Shimon Gold, tell us. Tell us, Shimon, tell us. Tell us a little bit, Shimon. If it's raining, you get wet. <laughs> exactly. When you're in the army, if it's raining, you get wet. Gabi. Oh, Gabi also, right. What am I talking about? Ah. So tell us, if it's raining or if it's cold, what happens if it's raining and cold in the army? It's raining and it's cold. The terrorists don't stop when it rains out. The terror. You know what he says? The terrorists don't stop when it rains out. You know who the terrorists are? The Yitzhara. No, I'm being serious. <laughs> right? But it's true. The terrorists are only a physical manifestation. The Yitzhara doesn't stop when it's raining outside. The Yitzhara doesn't stop. That's when, he get, that's when you have to be even more careful, right? That's when you're like in a car and you're like hiding. It's cold outside and running outside. Right. That's usually when they shoot. That's usually when they shoot. Right. So what's the shot? The humble man. The humble man is somebody who is not focused on the weather outside. He's focused on the weather inside. Am I somebody? Right? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah? Or not? <laughs> what page? Okay, we'll talk about ah, the weather the weather and the storm. I wasn't talking about you specifically, Nelson. Yeah. Okay. So the shot is that what? The shot is, right? The shot is, is that, says the Ramchal, when a person is always waiting for everything to be right on the outside, so then he's going to keep on waiting till everything's right on the outside. When he's not focused on the outside, then he's able to do what he's got to do. Number two, listen to what he says. Number two, Rosh Kolam Afsidim. The number one reason that people are, have trouble being humble, listen to this. He says, "Who has sichlus umiot hayedia amitis ki sirish and agayva mitzu yosher lebemish sachal yosher." Right? I think we said this. Simen delayada klum shibuchi istera belagina kishkish karya. Right? The less money says the Gemara, the less money that's in here. Right? The more sound it makes. If this was full, it wouldn't make any noise. You'd go like this. I'd shake it, and it wouldn't make any noise. So somebody who makes a lot of noise, someone who talks a lot, someone who has to make his, his point said to everybody is somebody who's lacking, right? You could tell where there's more money, right? right? This also, actually, they're pretty, pretty uh, similar, right? But if you would take out the money, the, the less money there is, the more loud that's what the Gemara says. So, so too, a person who does not fill himself up, still waters run deep. A person who's quiet, a person who doesn't have to talk so much, is a person usually, first of all, who's busy reading, right? If I could, uh, if I could uh, embarrass Gabi, we're talking about Gabi being in the army, right? right? Wait till this one. Wait till I tell you this one, guys. Right? How many books have you read on self-improvement, on changing yourself, and growing till today, Gabi? Do you have, could you give me a, a list of how many books you've read? I'm sorry to embarrass you. How many? 50. No way. Gabi has read. Gabi has read 50 books, five zero books. Five zero books. Okay? Now, let me ask you something. How many hours a day did you spend on either listening or reading books? Ten hours a day? Every day was different. 
So around, around average. Okay, but my, my point is, did you spend, it's a part of life, meaning like this, readers are leaders. Reb Simcharabo is waiting for this year, for this year, right? And it comes, perfect timing, it comes from a person who is a, an example, not someone like me who's already older than you guys. So I say, oh, I've read 50 books, I've read a man of books. Okay, well, you're, you're, you know, you're you, right? Gabi is someone who can tell, is like everybody here, where we could say, wait, I read 50 books, 50 books, and he, it's not like he says, I'm not doing anything except for I'm reading all day. What do you do if a person reads a half hour a day, person reads 45 minutes a day, person reads an hour a day, in a year, guaranteed to everybody here, in a year, you can finish 20 books. How, what was the span of time that it took you to read 50 books? Two years. Two years. Wow. Two years. 25 books a year, let's say. It's not so crazy. What is it, like he said, when it becomes part of your life? When a person doesn't know, when we talk about, oh, happiness, a person talks about Jewish history, a person wants to talk about history, a person wants to talk about whatever it is that he wants to do. So unfortunately, nowadays... Unfortunately, nowadays, and the Ramchal says this clearly, if a person doesn't know um, Torah, a person doesn't know things about Judaism, a person doesn't know, Rabbi Tzvi, how do you feel now that you're doing the daf? Unbelievable. Why do you feel so unbelievable? How long have you been doing the daf for? 15 days. 15 days. When a person starts putting in his life, when a person starts to share, share what that means, share what's so, what's so crazy. How much time are you putting in? You're putting 10 hours a day in it? No. Right. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, an hour, you feel full. You feel full. A person feels empty. That's the word. That's the word that the Ramchal is saying. When a person, you feel satisfied. Who said satisfied? Benny. You feel satisfied. When a person does nothing all day, and a person doesn't fill himself up with Torah, when a person doesn't fill himself up with knowledge, when a person doesn't fill himself up, especially at your age, when you're 18, 19, 20, 21, and that's why the Yetzirah is so strong on you. The Yetzirah is so strong to your typhus are so strong when you're 18, 19, 20, 21. You know why? Because those are the days where you can change your life in the greatest capacity. Those are the days where you make decisions and you make choices that make a difference for your future. It's the difference between somebody who has a successful year and somebody who has an unsuccessful year. That's the difference. It's the difference between somebody who's happy and someone who's not happy. I've never met a person who's a Baal Taiva, who's giving into his desires, who's not being productive, who's happy. Never. Never met someone like that. Only someone who's being productive. Only someone who's, who's pushing himself, who's doing things. That is what creates happiness, like we said this morning, right? Simcha, Tzmicha, right? We just said before. Simcha and Tzmicha. That's how a person becomes happy when you're growing and you're doing things. That's what the Ramchal says. He says, when a person is building himself internally, which means if a person always has to have praise and praise, it's because his cup is empty. Someone can go ahead, right? There's a hole. A lot of people, there's a hole in the bottom of their cup. So what does that mean? You praise them. And you praise them. The only time they feel good is during the praise. The second that they remove the cup, what happens? There's nothing left inside. They're totally, totally empty. But when a person learns to fill himself up, and to fill himself up, whatever it is, however you figure that out, then you're able to feel good about yourself. Otherwise, what happens is, the second nobody praises you, what happens inside of yourself? You don't feel good. To have, to have internal feeling good about yourself when you're reading, when you're learning Torah, when you're working on yourself as an individual, as an individual. Yes, it's very important 
to be in a makom, it's very important to be in a place, especially Baruch Hashem, our yeshiva, where there's tremendous strength, and there's tremendous achdos, there's tremendous strength that we help each other. But at the end of the day, until a person is going to actually do the work himself, and he's going to commit himself to whatever he has to do, it's not going to happen for you. It won't happen until you're committed to do it. That's number two, says the Ramchal. Question, comments, please. Yes. The more empty a tzedakah box is, the louder noise it makes. If It's a Gemara. The Gemara Bab Matziah says, if the, if the tzedakah box is full, it doesn't make so much noise. Somebody who makes a lot of noise, whether they have to be seen by everybody, he's got to get attention from everybody, is somebody who's empty. Somebody who is secure, somebody who learns Somebody who doesn't have to talk so much is somebody who's full. Only the empty person has to talk a lot. That's what he says. Um, or make noise. Better. Yes, Rabbi Simkaram. Um, yeah. So, I just want to say that when you go to the morning, you don't check the weather. Because you don't care. Because you love what you're doing so much. So, like, it's like two sides of the coin. Like, even if you don't love what you're doing, but you know you have to do it, so you have like the army marshal. But like if you love what you're doing, then you don't even know what it's like. Correct. You're so busy. You're so busy doing what you're doing. Correct. You're in the zone. Right. So when are you going back, Rufus Karaba? Beautiful. 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 It's true. If you love what you're doing, which is very good, the humble person, the unav, the unav. The humble person is very tuned in, and, and that's part of Rav Simcharava. What you're saying: the reason the humble person loves what he's doing, or how you get to that, is because he doesn't really care what other people think. People only do what they are, or what they don't love to do, is if they're living somebody else's life, or they're not living a life that they want to live. That's the only reason why a person. Why would anybody in their right mind not do what they want to do? It's, it's almost like insane to do what you don't want to do. So I'm just saying, the humble person is like, I'm doing what I want to do. Now again, oh, what do I really want? Oh, so that means I give in to my tithes? Okay, that's not really what you want to do. You want to be happier. You want to, you want to live a certain way. You want to live a certain way. So then you're not concerned about the weather. You're not concerned about this. You're not concerned because you're dancing. You're doing your dance, right? You're doing your, you're doing you. So, so when a person is able to be confident and a person is able to be secure, which is really comes from humility. Why does it come from humility? Because he realizes the truth. The truth is, the next thing I'm going to say. The next thing he says is another thing that holds people back. And I thought of a quote this morning when I, when I looked this up that I want to share I thought of a, of a line based on Rav Simcharaba. Thank you for pushing me to this next piece. Listen to what he says. He says, the third reason that people are not able to be humble and they're not able to accomplish what they want to accomplish is who is chabrus o ishtamash b'nei adam chanefim asher lignov libo b'chanu pasam which basically means you're waiting for other people to praise you and to validate you and to give you compliments, even in areas, he says, he says, for, you hang around people who will praise you for things that you don't even have. Listen to what he says. So people are willing to have friends. Listen to this. This is very scary. People are willing to have friends who will praise them for things that are not so valuable and good for them in order just to get the praise. And it's a normal thing, because if the Ronchal is t- telling us that, that that's what we'll do. He says, That what you really have inside of you 
is not what people are praising you about. People are very weak and they're very um, seduced by compliments. And you can easily be, be swayed. For sure, if it's something that you actually enjoy. So if someone's like, right, it's like the class clown, right? The class clown. How does a guy become the class clown? Because his friends laugh, and he gets his friends. But who's in the greatest pain? Who's in so much pain? The class clown is usually in pain. The guy who has to get the attention, and he's got to get everyone, oh, could you do that again, do that again, do that again? And people praise him. Oh, you're so funny. You're so this. But deep down, the guy is in so much pain. I was thinking about it. The quote that I was thinking about is that would you rather get approval from something you don't have or be criticized with something that you deserve the criticism for? To ask yourself that question. Hit me during davening. That, that, that question. Would I rather get appraised I'm sorry, would you rather get approval for something that you truly don't have or would you rather get criticism for something that you deserve criticism for? And that's a very, very, um, I think, important question to ask yourself. To ask yourself how you, yes? It's really what you always say about being connected to reality. Like somebody who's connected to reality. Exactly. Correct. Correct. Anova, being humble, Yes. I just wanted to make the observation that what you're saying is the absolute biggest problem with social media. People will write their one sentence things godless, and they'll get upset if they don't get floods of approvals, likes. It's like, you got more likes than me. What did I not do that I'm not getting all these likes? Right. From random strangers around the world. Right. You know, and naturally, Yoshitos is replaced the next by, by somebody else's. Right. And people will put their entire life on it. It's like, I wrote this great thing, why aren't people loving me? Right, right. It's like, you want love from random strangers around the world, like, what is wrong with you? Right, beautiful, beautiful. So true. It's so, it's so powerful. What we're saying is that we live in a generation where I'd rather get likes, I'd rather get thousands of likes from people when and I could say... And your kid's standing there and you don't care about his life. <laughs> Right. Your wife. Right. 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 Your kid. Right. Very good, Ripsy. Your kid. Your, your, he doesn't like you, <laughs> but every random person uh, like got got the likes of something silly that you said or something whatever you said. But the truth. But that and, and, and that's what hit me this morning. Meaning, I'd rather be a person. I'd rather be a person. That's what Rabbi Simcharabu was saying. When I say it, I don't just. I want to chaz it over because everyone maybe tunes out. I want to say it again, the authentic, sustainable happiness. I want everyone to hear it. The authentic, sustainable happiness means when you're connected to reality. Reality doesn't mean that people like you. The reality could be that people don't like you. But if you're connected to that, if you're connected to the fact that you didn't say such a good line, and you messed up, and you didn't say something so great, and you didn't, let's say... You know, you weren't the best husband. You weren't the best father. You're not the best father all the time. You're not the best husband all the time. You're not the best Jew all the time. Sometimes we mess up. But I know it. I know who I am. That is more powerful than a person getting praised all around by people. And it's a lie. And it's a lie. That's what he says. What's incredible, as Ramchal says, is the last thing. He says like this, Alkane, Mishain of Barosho. Somebody who's a smart person, he says. He'll be careful of who his friends are and who his advisors are. Olipakit Albeso. Right? I look at that as, as your wife. What wife you're going to choose? Do you want a wife who's going to be somebody who's going to just, you know, uh, we're in love? Or you want someone with substance? Someone with substance, somebody who has who has strength of what life is about, someone who will push you for greatness, not someone who's just going to you know uh, massage your ego, someone who's there who 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 
who who's going to push you for greatness. And look, 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 listen to what he says. You have to be more careful who you hang around with because it's more dangerous about the people who you hang around with than what you eat and drink. Food and drink only affect your physical body. Your friends. He says that twice. What's a pakid? A, um, like a... Uh, yeah, but a, I don't know what that word is really. Like a, like a not a commander. Is a pekid is a commander? So I'm a pekid. So it's the same word. Someone who's on who's on. Right. So what does that mean? Like officers, somebody who's on top of you. What? A superior. He says, listen to this. If you don't have a proper friend. If you don't have somebody who could, look at you, who could look at you and tell you what you're doing is wrong, if you have a friend, it's hard for everybody to hear this, especially you guys are younger, 18, 19, when you get a little bit older, obviously everyone's self-conscious. Who do I, who do I hang out with? Who are my friends? If, if you're hanging out with a friend who, who validates your dysfunctional stuff and doesn't push you for greatness, run away from that person further, faster than you'll run away from, from doing the most unhealthy thing. That's what he says. Because they could destroy you. They could destroy who you are. They could destroy you. And you think, oh, but this guy, we have fun together, we have this together, whatever it is. It's, it's a lie. That's what he says. It's a lie. He says that person is, is praising you. He's not, he's not true to you. He says, V'davod HaMelech says this, E'en tov ele la'adam levakesh lo'i chaveirim tamimim, she'ya'iru enav, people who can enlighten you, b'mashu iverbo, in areas that you're blind, v'yochichu ba'avosam, and they'll rebuke you with love. That's a real friend. That's why it makes sense that k'nei l'chachaver, right? Rashi says means to get a book, Open up a book that makes you uncomfortable about reading about your life, about self-help. Baruch Hashem, we have the Musr, right? We have so many Baruch Hashem. Nowadays, you have so many books that are written that a person can really be honest with himself and learn to be honest. Get yourself a friend. If you're hanging out with friends who, who, are, who are, you know, not doing the right things, question, comments. This is so... Uh, Scary. Question, comments, please. Yes. Rob, the Warren Buffett says, show me your friend group, your five closest friends, and I'll guess your bank account. Right, right. The it's true. The friends. Correct, correct. Shimon. What was that that he said that David HaMelech said? David HaMelech says, Holech um, who, I mean, the whole thing is really from David HaMelech, who Yisharseini, Lo yeshev bekerav beisi oser imayu tehillim kuf alavav. That David Melech was very makbid. That he always and and only hung around. He didn't hang around as he was a king, very very successful king. He didn't hang around with all the kings, Shimon, and everyone sitting there talking about their houses. They're all talking about their their castles and their money and their stuff. He's talking musar. He's talking about musar. He's having the people around him teach him. Right, like I've always said, there's one person who you can't see, and that's yourself. It's the only person you'll ever, ever, ever be able to see is yourself. So you need people to guide you. And you will be careful. This is how he ends off how a person can be more humble. Like it says, Usishua, the rove, Yo eights. The more you can humble yourself, right? We spoke about this on Shabbos. The more a person, not just stam, oh, I have a Rebbe. Oh, I have Rebbeim. No, you pick somebody who you're willing to take off your head and put it to the side. And be able to say, tell me, help me, teach me, because I can't see myself. I'm willing to, to let go 
of what I think my life is about and, and, and let go and, and think that this is what's right for me. That's the hardest thing for a person to do. It's one of the hardest things because he's talking about this is the end of the Sefer, of the entire Sefer, the end of the entire Mesil Sharm, where he's talking about this. Incredible. It's very humbling, no pun intended, to read this because the pshat is, is that Baruch Hashem, we have, we have a, a friend. A friend could be your, either your biggest your biggest hurt, he could hurt you the most, or he could help you the most. You have to be very, very careful. I want to say, especially, he says one of the reasons why people don't grow and change. He says this all the way in the beginning of Zahiris, right? Yitzi, you know this, right, Yitzi? One of the reasons why people don't change is because of peer pressure. Because they don't want people not to praise him. They don't, they don't want people not to say all these things to him. So it's very, very challenging. Okay, I just want to end off. <clears throat> have to end off um, with uh, giving a tremendous, I don't even know what to say, to um, a person who's been sitting in this shear um, day in. I don't know if he even ever missed a day if he didn't have like something, like an appointment or something. It's not like he might have missed here and there because he was away for Shabbos or he was... Um, you know, had something else that he had to do, but never missing it, else being in yeshiva. But uh, somebody who was here for, for, for three years, three years, well, two and a half full years, full years sitting in Masil Sharam. So it means he's, he's heard everything that I've, that I've said, because we say the same things over and over. He's heard it. If I would have asked him um, if he'd be here, doing what he's been doing for as long as he's been doing it. He has become a person, uh, transformed himself. He's literally transformed himself. I have uh, only honor and respect. Um, he's going back to America. I'm not, usually I get worried when someone leaves Yeshiva and they go back to America. Um, I'm not so worried about, about Yisrael Stadler. I'm not worried about Yisrael because Yisrael doesn't just look good on the outside. Yisrael, Yisrael is somebody who, who um, I, I want to I just say it doesn't really matter. The truth is it doesn't really matter. Um, what, what matters, what I've seen with Yisrael, not just in Yeshiva that he learns and, and, and everything he's done, but the, the, his, his commitment, his commitment and his dedication and his, um, just his, um, what's the word? His hunger to, to grow, his hunger. You know what it is? It's Minish mind. We ended off, I realize, ended off, I don't think, we, I don't know if we did this together. We ended off the chapter, the parak of humility today. When Yisrael's last day in Mesil Sisharim. And I think that it's very appropriate because if, if you want to talk about humility of a person who doesn't make a lot of noise, doesn't make a lot of noise on the outside because he's busy living his life, he makes a lot of noise, he makes a lot of noise on the inside. He's done so much work on the inside. And uh, there's no question that we're going to miss you very much. There's no question that I know you're going to be fine. Because I know you're going to take with you everything you've learned over here. Because that's the way you live your life. And uh, we love you very much, Yisrael, and we're going to miss you. Okay, Hashem should help each and every one of us. And you, Yisrael, should help each and every one of us to be Zoha, to, to look forward to really, really create the life that we want to create. The Yitzhahara wants you to be stuck. The Yitzhahara wants you to not believe that you could accomplish what you want to accomplish. That's all the Yitzhahara wants. Yitzhahara wants you to be like Rabbi Shlomo Menachem was saying, right? What, what, what he was saying about, he wants you to just be living in the world of, 
of other people and what other people think, as opposed to putting your head down, getting focused, getting serious about your life, because that, that is, life is the most precious thing that a person has, that he's alive and he can change and he can grow. And we have so much that we can accomplish. And we're in such an amazing environment that we can accomplish. So Hashem should help us all to smash our rearview mirrors. Don't worry about what happened yesterday. Don't worry what happened a week ago, a year ago. It doesn't matter to grow. And no matter how old you are, it doesn't matter how old you are, to always reinvent yourself, to always renew yourself, to rededicate yourself. And through that will all be Zoha, each and every one of us, to live today and every day as the first day of the rest of our life. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Hey. 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 Hey.